This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals who advance uh, in the playoffs. It's a beautiful thing. Milwaukeeadmirals.com. As they continue on their way, try to win a Calder Cup. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. A guy, A.R., Adam Roberts, uh, other side of the glass. I, I want to get into something we didn't get into on the big show, mainly because it's statewide. And I, to be honest with you, don't think a majority of people around this state could care less about Milwaukee one way or the other. Um, so I, I didn't really want to do it necessarily uh, on the big show. But... I do want to do it on this show as we are, you know, Southeast Milwaukee uh, for Sparky's Midday Madness. I want to talk about Friday night, that Deer District. That's what I want to talk about. And I want to get everybody's thoughts on this. Open forum. Let's go. Let's, let's have a conversation about what's going on. I mean, th- this whole thing, Friday night, you know, you have a, a limit of 11,000 people at the Deer District. So when people get shot, Immediately, I get text messages that say, oh, I wonder if they knew something was coming. I wonder if that's why they limited it to 11,000. Come on, man. No. Ain't no anything was coming. No chance. I actually know somebody that was down there. And he said during the viewing party that they continuously were shutting off streaming of the game or whatever because Bucks fans were throwing stuff at Celtics fans. And this was going on throughout and they kept stopping it because Bucks fans couldn't get a handle on themselves during the party. I wasn't there. So I'm not going to sit here and speak like I know what happened. I'm telling you what was relayed to me of somebody that was there. Then once the gunshots happen and everybody takes off, and this dude's like, it was the most helpless feeling in the world. You didn't know what to do. Didn't know where to go. Whatever the case may be. And his response was, I'm never going back again. I'll never, ever go back to one of those things again. 
And this guy, I'm pretty sure, was at, what, 90% of them last year in the playoffs. And he doesn't live in the city of Milwaukee. He lives out in the suburbs. He was driving down. Single dude, just driving down, going, going to hang out and be a part of it. And now they lost him forever. He's done. So I, I, I want to know from you, like, what happened Friday night? Does this affect you now, whether or not you're going to go back down there again and go be a part of watch parties and different things that happened in the Deer District? Did it shake you like it shook him? That's my first question. My second question is, what can be done? Anything? Can anything be done to try to avoid that from happening again? Is there anything the bus can do or the city of Milwaukee can do to try to stop it from happening again? And I'm not even going to get into the craziness that was Water Street. Like, I'm gonna, let's just put the whole Water Street thing. That's its own separate th- category, I think. I'm putting that kind of aside. I'm just talking about what happened right there in that Deer District area that got everybody freaked out. They canceled what was supposed to be the Game 7 one because they were still trying to figure out, the police whatever else were trying to figure out everything that was going on. Mind you, they have a sponsor or had a sponsor for these viewing parties. So I'm looking at this going, there's no way they're canceling the rest of these. There's no chance. If they win, if they win Game 7, I'm willing to bet you there would have been a watch party on Tuesday, tomorrow for game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, it may not have been 11,000 people. They may have tried to shrink it again to like 5,000 or 6,000 or something. Um, And there probably would have been a larger police presence and so forth. But I think that would have been some of it. But I, I really think this whole thing, and again, one bad incident shouldn't screw it up for everybody. Uh, and I understand that. But I think a lot of people are, are really shook by that. Really shook. I think a lot of people are going to be like, I'm done. Not doing that again. Nope. And it sucks. And it sucks because they have done an unbelievably great job of putting things into place to make that a a great part of the fabric of Milwaukee and downtown. Like they've got great restaurants down there. Uh, The Mecca Sports Bar and Grill is amazing. They've got so many things down there. That is perfect. And not just perfect like, oh, hey, if you're a partier, you're going to love it. Like, no, like, hey, go down there with my family and, and go hang out down there. That type of deal. It's amazing. But now one bad incident happens. Then again, not saying that incident would happen again in the next 10 years. May not have another shooting in the next 10 years in the Deer District. But for a lot of people, they'll never step foot down there now because of what happened. Regardless if they were there or not there, it's like, oh, nope, it's unsafe. I'm not going. And people just check out and don't want to go now. I'm not going to sit here and be mad at those people. I get it. And if you were there, like the one guy I know, scared the crap out of him. Done. And he's not old. I think he's, what, late 20s, early 30s? Like, not old guy. Just down. Don't want to do it. Iron Mike and cut a hay. You're up first on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Iron Mike? Yeah, what a fantastic show, man. I'm not kidding you. Thanks. You guys, this is a touchy subject, uh, Sparky. I know. The, the juice ain't worth the squeeze. In other words, you talk to all those victims down there and their relatives and friends. You ask them directly how it's going to affect them the rest of their lives. Destroyed them. I've, I've lived here my whole life, okay, 65-plus years. 
And during those 65 plus years that I've lived here in Milwaukee, since the downtown is butted up against the north side, and that's a free for all, that's another subject. Mike, did we lose you? Oh, Mike's phone cut out and he's gone. Okay. Well, Mike will have to call back uh, and then continue on. Uh, let's go to Brian, south side of Milwaukee. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Brian? Hey, Sparky. I mean, that's not going to stop me from going down there, even though I, I wouldn't want to deal with the crowd. But you keep on saying one incident. It happened last year when they won the championship, and I actually was watching. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Channel, right. On Water yep. Street and Brady Street, yep. you hear popping in the background. People You're right. Running. And the thing of it is, is that, you know, it just it sucks. So I don't blame them, the law enforcement Milwaukee, for canceling it. Uh, you know, what can you do? No, I think they, uh, I'm not blaming them for canceling it. I I just wonder long-term whether or not they will revisit it or not now. See, that's something now the Bucs are going to have to have a conversation of is, okay, so, because I forgot about last year, you're right. So now, if you're the Bucs, is it worth it? Is it worth to have these viewing parties at the end of the day and put all these people down there together? Sparky, it's sad because it's supposed to be, we're supposed to be celebrated. It's supposed to be good times. I mean, even when the Lakers won the championship, they were looting, yes. even over police cars. Yep. What's, I don't understand. It happens all over that. the country when, when they win. Yes. I don't I don't understand. Is that, are these people intoxicated? I mean, what what's what's wrong with these people? I, I, don't, I don't understand. I, I don't. I, that I have no answers for. Brian, thanks for the call. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. It happens all over the country. It could be a college winning a national championship in something, and all hell breaks loose. Uh, it could be a pro team winning a championship, or maybe even losing one, and all hell breaks loose. Yeah, definitely happens. But from the aspect of what happened here at the Deer District on Friday night, they then got the party canceled on Sunday, to now the future of these watch parties. I mean, I understand the Bucks probably make good coin on having it sponsored and so forth, and you don't want a couple bad apples to spoil it, but I just wonder whether or not these things are going to happen again next year. I think it's a it's a fairly good question because if it is going to happen again next year, and if you are going to do watch parties again, then what changes are going to be made to try and make it even safer than it is? I mean, you're already going through metal detectors and all that other stuff. You've got, I believe, I think there were cops down there on horses and the whole big deal, um, and and military through uh, not military but uh, police throughout. Undercover cops, regular cops that you know look like cops. So I, I think they've pretty much got it well as covered as they can get. I I don't I don't know how much better they can do uh, as far as trying to stop anything from popping off. That that's that's the other part of this. Like I, I don't like you're not going to be able to guarantee that nothing's going to happen. There's just no way. Nobody can guarantee that nothing's going to happen. No matter where you are, whether if you're going to Disney World, if you're going to Vegas, if you're going wherever, pick whatever tourist destination you want to go to. There's no guarantee at any point, no matter where you go, that nothing is going to happen. Nobody can guarantee. Mike the Painter, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Mike? Hey, thanks for taking my call. I didn't know they had metal detectors down there and that, so, you know, I guess that's out of the question if they had them. So, like you were just saying, it's these day and ages now, it sucks. 
you can't go somewhere and enjoy yourself or, you know, even go shopping. But see, that's just it, though. But, Mike, hold on a second. Mike, Mike, hold on. So go back. So that that area is, right, like blocked off type of who can be in that area for the watch party. But it's not all the blocks are don't have metal detectors, just that area of people that are in there. So if you're outside of that area of people, there's nobody necessarily monitoring what everybody has on them as a person uh, surrounding that area of the watch party. Well, I guess they're going to have to put more cameras up there so that they can catch these knuckleheads because there's always going to be knuckleheads out there. Right. Day and age we're in. Mike, have you been down there for a watch party before? No, I haven't. I I like being at home and being able to get into my own refrigerator and stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. A lot of people like that. No doubt, Mike. I'm too old for that. (laughs) Right. Me too. I'm with you. I'm totally with you. Yes. I'm there also. Thanks for the call, Mike. You're there also. No, absolutely I am. Because you know most of the people there are like 16, 17, 18 years old. Oh, I And I did it last year. I was there for Game 3. Okay, so you did it. Okay. And I said, I remember saying, because I remember that's the story about me driving here and then going all the way back for work the next day. And I remember as I was driving back, now I was tired, yes, but I still think this now. It was amazing to experience. I wouldn't want to do it again. There's too many people for my liking. So too many people in one spot. Exactly. And then stuff like this. It's, I've said it before, whenever I go to big events, when there's people see, now, this is the I thing. think about exit strategies. Okay, but, but hold on a second. So, I mean, you've got Summerfest. There's a ton of people at Summerfest. Haven't been in a while. You've got State Fair. There's a ton of people at State Fair. Haven't been in a while there either. Six Flags, Great America, ton of people in one spot there. I mean, you go to a sporting event. There's 40,000 people at a Brewers game, watching a Brewers game. 40,000 people in one spot. Like, anything you do, entertainment-wise, of significance is going to have a lot of people. If you go to a concert at Pfizer Forum, you're going to have thousands of people in one venue all crowded together. Like all of these scenarios that I'm talking about all put you in relatively the same situation. Now, from the aspect of you're kind of all like herded together and like if yes. something happens, people are going to get trampled and ran over. Okay, fine. I'll give you that. But that same thing, if something were to happen in an arena, it'd be the same thing. You'd have people rolling downstairs at an arena because people would be pushing each other trying to get out of the arena if something happened inside of an arena or inside of a stadium. It'd be the same scenario. But, but we all go. Right? I mean, got metal detectors. You go through the metal detectors. Lambeau Field, 80,000 people. 80,000? I've been to a Packers game since I was a teenager. That, that's 10, 11,000 people. We're talking about 80,000 in a Packer game. Doug in St. Francis, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. Hey, Sparky. Thanks so much for taking my call. I give you a ton of credit for bringing this up and actually talking about it. I really appreciate it. Sure. I've, uh, I was at the game Friday. In fact, I go to many playoff games. I went to every series last year. I've been going to Bucks games since I was knee-high to... Glenn Nader was the first uh, pro player that I saw, and I was amazed at how big the guy was. But, it, you know, when I was walking in with my son, I said, man, this, this is just great, right? We had all these people, t- tons of energy. I compared it to a Badger game, right? We go to Badger games and said, you know what, I think this is better than, you know, before a Badger game, getting together, you know, everyone was happy. And then you've got a certain element outside of the Fiserv, right? This happened like a block away. So I think the you know the whole setup with the metal detector, so every single person into the watch party than us that had a ticket to the game had gone into the same entrance, right? Which I thought, which I thought it was good. Yep. Right. N- nothing against that, but 
on the way to the game, you've got people that were parking their cars, you know, playing music, setting out their lawn chairs. It, it just seemed like a recipe for disaster. You know, it was a warm night, and the people, for some reason, can't control themselves in the summertime for some reason. But I, I think it's it's just, you know, the violence, it's like a further degradation of our society that you can't have a debate. If your team loses, it's like going to a movie, right? It's entertainment. We get too attached to sports nowadays rather than really thinking of, you know, each other as kind of partners that want the Bucks to win. If they don't win, shit, we didn't win in 50 years. Right. Part of that slip. So, you know, we really have to settle down here. And I'd like to see the story at who these people were that were shooting. If we're if this is another instance of soft on crime and these people should have been in jail, that could be one of the big, big root causes for me. It'll be interesting. Doug, thanks for the call. I, I haven't seen any details on it. I think it was kind of telling that you essentially did a curfew for younger people. Or was it under 21 or whatever it was on uh, Saturday and Sunday? I think that was kind of telling as far as who all was involved in all this stuff, I think. Um, but, but, but either way, it doesn't really, to me, it doesn't really matter to me. What I, what I want to know is how many of you are affected to the point where you're just done going down there. Like I'm out, not going to do it. Cause again, like I said, I, I don't know what else they can do folks. I mean, I, I really don't, I wish, you know, a lot of times we talk about sports and games and stuff and strategy for the box and okay. I can come up with in my brain. Uh, a couple different scenarios of how I think it could help a team win or whatever else. This is completely out of my zone, right? So I, as far as what how my brain thinks, I don't know what else they could do to try to make everybody as safe as possible. I really don't. I mean, they've kind of done everything that I think they could do, and that's why I question whether or not it's worth bringing these things back and whether or not they're going to think it's worth bringing these things back. Because you, you can't. You can't bring it back and then have something else happen next year. And then what are we talking? Like three years in a row, whatever the case is going to be. Like, it's it's it sucks, but maybe it's going to end up having to end uh, if they can't get a, a grasp on it. And I don't know how you get a grasp on it. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Talking about what happened in the Deer District Friday night. Has it shook you to the point of not wanting to go back down there again? Um, and what more do you think they can do? Because I'm out of ideas. Back after this, Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals on 1250 AM. The Fan, live from the Lakeland University Studios, offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. See Sparky Fiber with you. Other side of the glass, AR Adam Roberts. Uh, talking about what happened on Friday night in the Deer District, the shooting that happened there. Not really as much getting into the the Water Street incident that was even worse. I mean, they're all bad. Anytime there's gunshots fired, it's bad. So don't let me play one over the other. Um, but just talking about the whole thing and how it all played out. And like I said, no guy that was down there uh, said they had to stop the, the whole streaming video a couple of times because Bucks fans were throwing crap at Celtics fans, whatever was going on. So there was already that... Um, uneasiness, I guess, amongst the crowd about how things were going interaction-wise between Bucks and Celtics fans that decided to uh, go down there to watch this thing. Um, and then, obviously, uh, at the end, you have everything happen and everybody goes scrambling and running and so forth. And, again, he lives out in the suburbs. He goes, I'm done. I'm not going back down there again. And that's why I kind of wanted to do it as a topic. I wanted to kind of see who else is with him. And then the other question, obviously, is what can you do to try and – help that from not happening again. And I, I just, I don't know. I think they're doing everything they can. I, I don't, 
I don't think they're missing anything obvious. It's like, oh, duh, why aren't why isn't why isn't why why aren't the Bucks doing this or why isn't the city of Milwaukee doing this or I just don't think there's an obvious answer to this. Andre Northside, you're next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Andre? Hey, what's up, man? Uh, well, <clears throat> I've been I was born and raised in Milwaukee. I've been living here my whole life. I'm 48. So, you know, last year COVID kept me from going to the Deer District. I just didn't want to, you know, deal with that crap. Yep. And then this year I thought about going. I actually thought about going to the last, you know, this last game. And I just decided, you know, at the last minute, like, dude, I'm too old to be elbow to elbow with all these young folks going crazy and blah, blah, blah. I just watch it in my house. Yep. Now, I think the problem, I think the problem that we haven't, I think in the city in general is, is that there's nothing to do for these kids. These kids have nothing to do. So you're saying you're saying as far as activities go for like yeah, uh, yeah. things for these things for them to do. I think what they should how they could fix this. I mean, it's not going to fix everything, right? right. You never fix everything, right? But I think they should have done something for the younger kids during the day, like depending on when the game is. Like if it's a set a six o'clock game, do something in the daytime for the younger kids. You know, put out some games or some you know bouncy houses or whatever they do. To give them some kind of activity, and then you say, and then you say, look, after nine o'clock or ten o'clock is the curfew, and then you got to get these kids off the street because because when you got eleven thousand people down there, and then the game ends, now you got eleven thousand people standing there like, where do we go now, or where do we do now? And a lot of those was kids, you know, they should have been heading home or whatever. So I think that it's a it's a really big, it's a bigger problem than just like the deer district. It's kind of like a, a issue around the country, you know, with these younger kids not having, when I was, when I was their age, Sparky, there was so much stuff for us to do. We had community centers everywhere that had free uh, baseball leagues, free right. basketball leagues, yep. just all this stuff. Now you can't even take them to the zoo. The zoo too damn expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so everything's I mean, expensive, Dom. That's that's kind of where it's at, man. You got we got to find some way to to kind of keep these kids busy, especially the ones who've got parents who, you know, a lot of families need two incomes. You got a single parent, yeah. This person got to work a lot. This person can't, you know. So you know, we need to help these. We need to help these single parents. We need to help these kids who don't have nowhere to go. Yeah. No, I hear you. All that's makes it. good thanks, sense, thanks. Andre. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's fair. I mean, we, I mean, there are some uh, obviously community centers. Ryan Rebels, I know they do a, a lot of good stuff in the community. Is is one, and there are Boys and Girls Club. Um, you know, they they try to do a lot as well. Uh, so there are avenues, but obviously, as Andre points out, there needs to be more, more avenues to try and figure out how to keep um, them busy. And you know, a, a lot of times, I mean, we're a sports talk station. A lot of times sports is a way to keep them busy. Like he said, you know, free baseball leagues, free basketball leagues. And that's what kept them busy and kept them, you know, doing what they had to do. I, I'm all for it. Now, again, how you execute and go about and all that, obviously is going to take people in higher positions than me probably. But uh, yeah, John in Hartford, you're next year on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, John? Well, Sparky, I hate to say it, but uh, I am done doing anything in the city of Milwaukee. Well, you're not going to be the only one, John. I promise you. 
I've got, there's plenty of other things to do in the suburbs and surrounding communities, like going to, especially in the summer, you got all these firemen picnics going on where you can help support a fire department. You've got local racetracks that you can support racing teams with. Sure. You know, those things cost minimal money compared to what you're spending and dealing with huge crowds. And, yes, anything can happen anywhere at any time, but the more people that are around at, a, at an event, the harder it is to escape. Well, I'll give, you, I'll give you one, John. I mean, I've lived in the suburbs my whole life. I'll give you one. Fireworks. Anytime you've got fireworks yeah. and you've got thousands of people all crowded together to watch fireworks, and there are no metal detectors when you've got a bunch of people in a bunch of parks along the lake all watching their community fireworks or whatever, that also is another area where all hell can break loose. Yep. You're, you're absolutely right. You, you just, you, you can't control it. Nope. You cannot. I mean, you, you, you put all these rules in place, and somebody else is out there thinking, okay, what can I do now to get around these rules? Right. And evil people are going to be evil, and unless you keep them in jail longer when they do something, it's just going to keep getting worse. Yeah, see, I don't, I mean, that that's, that's, I don't know. I don't know about all that. Thanks for the call. So I don't, I guess I don't know where I stand on that. The whole evil people are going to be evil um, thing or whatever. Like, I don't know anybody involved in any of these things one way or the other. Right. I mean, I, I, I do believe somewhat in giving people second chances and so forth. Obviously, you kill somebody. That's totally different. OK, I'm obviously uh, people are going to make stupid decisions in life. We've all been well, maybe not all of us, but I know I've I've been an idiot at times in life making bad decisions uh, in my life growing up and so forth. Um, but yeah, and, and sometimes, you know, you just don't have the correct guidance. I've brought it up earlier. You know, you got a single parent. And that person's working two jobs, three jobs, that leaves the kid kind of on their own while mom or dad is, is trying to support them and do the best they can, then yeah. Then then things can get a little bit out of control because you don't have that that guidance there that's kind of always on top of you. Now, if you've got two parents in that situation, and maybe similar again, where you're always working and your kids are kind of allowed to do what they want to do. Same type of deal. And in some situations, there are no parents. And kids are just off doing whatever they're going to do. And that that's that's where this all kind of kind of goes to. Uh Roger in Cudahy, you're next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Roger? Hey, uh, Sparky. Yeah, I, you know, be quite honest. It's kind of na- naive to take on this subject without getting into the bigger picture, <laughs> but I, I'm not going to use it, or nor should anyone else use it as an opportunity to dump on Milwaukee or dump on the Bucks. but I'll say this. I don't think the Bucks. now hold on a second, I just want to clear, I don't think the Bucks are at fault in any way, shape, or form for this, so I, 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 now you may want to put, if you want to put blame on them, that's fine, I'm just saying, I don't know what more they could have done. Well, um, only to the degree that when you undertake something like this, the anticipatory aspect of that may have been overlooked. But I, uh, just on that, I would say some of the other venues you mentioned might have had more families to buffer 
the youngsters or the young kids from each other so that that inherent spark wasn't there. I don't know. It sounds like a bunch of young kids were down there. But, you know, I think the only way they can pull something like this off again is to start smaller and much more uh, control. But I got to tell you, do you really think Giannis had very many community centers to go to in Greece? He was out begging for money and panhandling. Yeah, but he wasn't out there shooting shooting people or engaging in those type of opportunities. Yeah, so but Roger, I don't but Roger, hold on a second here. I mean I I mean I don't maybe you've been to Greece. I mean, I don't know what it looks like in Greece uh as far as those that are unfortunate in Greece versus what it's like here in the US and to be able to compare those two. I have no idea. I have no clue. Couldn't tell you. Maybe it's just as bad in Greece as it is here with you know, those that are less fortunate to be in, in bad situations. Maybe it is similar. I, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but he was definitely in a bad situation. No doubt. Him and his family. You know, they were having to try and figure out how they were going to continue to survive day to day and do their thing. And that's what kind of grew him closer as a family and, and so forth. I, I don't want to get into the whole comparison, you know, less fortunate in Greece and how they act versus less fortunate in the U.S. and how we act. Like, I don't I don't see what the purpose of that is. I mean, unless you plan on moving to Greece and you're doing research on it to, to go live there. I, I'm not going there anytime soon. Uh, let's go to Ron in Rome. You're next here uh, on Sparky's Midday Madness. Simon, what happened at the Deer District Friday night? Has it shook you to the point of not wanting to go? And is there anything else that can be done? Well, you know, Sparky, I think Andre came close to hitting the nail on the head. I went to the zoo this weekend. It's very expensive. You know, lower income families can't afford to go there. But the bigger problem, and this isn't just an inner city thing, I'm in a rural area. You know, there's not opportunities for young men to learn how to be a man anymore. I grew up in a housing project in Brooklyn, but it mostly had two parent families. We had coaches, we played sports. And in mo- a lot of schools now, who are the kids in sports? They're the parents with two parents that are very involved. Yep. And they're, you know, they're going to turn out normal anyway. I think the schools need to get away from this competitive interest, you know, inter-school thing and have more intramurals. And this will probably never going to happen. They need to have coaches with some cojones who, who make men out of the kids instead of babying them and making an excuse for everything they do that, oh, they have this syndrome or that syndrome or I, I can't hurt his feelings. And, you know, everyone has to have a trophy. Everybody, if they don't get what they want, like they do on their video games where there's multiple wives and a lot of these kids are unsupervised. They're staying up till two, three in the morning, just playing video games. It's a huge problem that you're not going to, the Bucks can't do anything about it. But I'll tell you one thing that the pro police could do instead of donating money to national political organizations that are agitating. They could do it on a local level. Well, have they like do now. And things like right. That. I mean, in fairness to the Bucks, the Bucks do do quite a bit uh, with the inner city and money and charities and so forth. Thanks for the call. I, I know that has been a thing uh, for them uh, in trying to figure that all out. Or at least that's what it's been perceived as publicly. I mean, based on the press releases I get in my email and so forth uh, of what they want to put out there, that's what they put out there. So... It, it, it to me it appears like they do care and they are trying to kind of try and help figure all of this out. The uh, league thing that you're talking about, uh, as far as you know, who are the kids in these leagues and kids playing sports? Yeah, I agree with you. 
Yeah. A lot of it is uh, that type of deal, for sure. No question. Um, as far as, you know, two parents or um, those that are involved and so forth. And, you know, you can't have it necessarily the other way. I, I think the idea of, and I've, I've talked about this in the past, uh, you know, I, I've talked to enough coaches where, like for basketball, let's say, you know, you're, you're coaching a basketball team. And a lot of times they keep them at the school between that and practice or whatever else. Um, so they know they're all going to have them still at practice. I mean, football practices, football practices start, right? These public, these, these suburban schools, uh, suburb schools, they all have their kids all show up, right? All the kids are there, whatever, pick whatever community you want. City schools, you may get some show up, but they all don't come. And then the next practice, maybe a few that were there the first practice don't show up to the next practice. And now a couple new ones come, come kind of get getting in there. And then sometimes you got kids showing up that never played football, but yeah, I'll give it a shot. And then you have other kids that have no interest in wanting to play football because their teams get beat whenever they go up against some of these other teams they don't want to lose. So then maybe they want to play basketball. From a baseball perspective, I don't even know. I mean, you have the RBI program that's around the country um, that Major League Baseball started. So you have that. But I don't even know from a popularity standpoint or whatever the case may be, how big that even is at this point. It feels still like to me, outsider looking in, correct me if I'm wrong, please. Uh, the basketball is still that one thing um, that is the best way to keep everybody the most active, which is fine. Got no problem with that whatsoever. But it doesn't change things. I mean, we've, we've seen stories in the paper where a high school coach has a kid. He's homeless. He's got nowhere to live. But he's taking himself to school and he's doing what he has to do. And then he's playing basketball, but he has nowhere to live. Seen it multiple times over the years uh, in the paper about that happening. I can't even fathom being in that situation in high school. But sometimes that's what it is. That's what you're dealing with here. That's what you're trying to overcome as a society. It's not easy, man. It's not easy. Sparky's Midday Madness. Back with more of your calls after this. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Greg and Northside, Notebook Mike. You guys are coming up next here on The Madness. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Speaking of those Admirals, they get the Chicago Wolves next. Game one in Chicago. Coming up on Saturday, game two on Sunday in Chicago, Sunday afternoon. Then games three and four back in Milwaukee next Wednesday, the 25th, and Friday, the 27th. Seven o'clock puck drops on both of those games. So as it sits right now, uh, that's what we're looking at. Game three, Wednesday at at, uh, Panther Arena. Game four, if necessary, because it's best of five. Uh, will be Friday, May 27th. Uh, and if you want tickets for Game 3, they're on sale right now at MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Again, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Some Brewers news. Brent Suter uh, reinstated for the paternity list. Uh, Gustave placed in the 15-day DL, retroactive to the 15th, with a right hamstring uh, injury. So Brent Suter back with uh, the Milwaukee Brewers from the paternity list. Talking about what happened at the Deer District on Friday. And... Uh, whether or not it shook you to the point of not wanting to go back down there uh, for those watch parties or maybe just in general. Uh, and two, what more do you think that could be done? Let's go to Notebook Mike. You are next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Notebook Mike? Hey, Sparky. I mean, you started out this segment with a great example. Okay. Take your kids to a hockey game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Love Admirals hockey. I was thinking about going as it's I was reading it. I'm thinking I may go next Friday night if they have a game. It's a good value, right? Oh, it's a very the here. first the first round games for the Admirals were eight dollars a ticket. I mean, yeah, and if you're looking towards the box for protection, don't bring <laughs> don't bring your kids down here. Take them to the zoo. Well, zoo's exp- zoo, zoo's a little bit more expensive, as people have pointed out. Okay, well, two beers, two brats at the zoo. That'll get your whole family in. You have a picnic area, you can bring them in. And there's two things they forgot. Fishing. Yeah, fishing's free. Kids yeah. fish for free. Absolutely, they do. Find yeah. a spot. My buddy does it all the time. And he don't pay for them to do none. And I go to car shows. It's free. Yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm just telling you, Lord. I mean, I don't think there's going to be a lot of 12 and 13 year olds that are going to go to car shows. You're right. My buddy took his kids; they wanted to go. Yeah, that no, there's nothing exciting about a car show for the young kids. Some before hanging up, some might get into it though. You never know. That's how these cars got built. Sure, these kids got into it. They wanted to be in the garage with dad. But uh, Russell Westbrook, I've been. Standing on a pedestal for this guy. He he is a team player. He just wants a ring. Yeah. But I think the number might be too high. Well, it's definitely too high. The Bucks aren't doing that. No chance. Thanks for the call, Mike. 
Where did Russell Westbrook come from? Uh, okay, let's move on. Uh, let's go to Greg on the north side of Milwaukee. You are next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Greg? Sparky, first of all, how are you? Good, man. How are you, Ben? Greg, I just have to speak on the situation that happened on Friday and even with the stuff that's going on in the country. Um, one, it was so unfortunate that it happened. For sure. Friday morning. Yep. But I want to hit on a couple key points. I heard somebody called in and said well, that they would never come back to the city of Milwaukee because of what happened. Well, I hope that person knows that crime is happening in the outskirts. It's it's happening in, in the suburbs. Crime is happening everywhere because of the people mindset. Now, I heard the one caller say, well, the, the kids really don't have anything to do in the inner city, which is true because some of the funding that was put up for the Boys and Girls Club and the programs that they had when they had um, – baseball and when they had the things for the kids to do they took that away purposely so if we really go talk about what's happening and because of friday incident is really key that was planted earlier from them taking funding from mps from them taking funding from the after school program so they purposely set this whole thing up they knew that the kids wasn't going to have anything to do because there's no programs. So when you have kids that's upset because of, of of issues in life and things that's going on in life, they have no way to express themselves. Right. So you have a whole bunch of kids. Now, this is why I'm so passionate about this situation. I live on the north side, so I see everything that's happening. I see the killings. I see the young people hanging out. But I also know that when I was younger, when I was coming up, I had the Boys and Girls Club. I had the PAL Center that if I wanted to go and lift weights because I was upset or I was having an issue with a girlfriend or a friend, I could go lift weights and I can get that pressure off of me. Now you have a bunch of young kids that's standing around outside, upset, that's having beef on social media, running into each other. Now they're solving their issues with guns. But because there's no funding to help these kids release before it gets to that point, now you got people looking at the inner city as it's so much of a bad place, I don't want to ever go there ever, which that's not the case because Milwaukee is beautiful. But there's nothing everywhere and if you don't give them an outlet to express themselves you're gonna have people that's that's crying out this is the only way now that they're crying out they're crying out for help but no one's listening you know greg i um i think i think i'm i'm with you i don't necessarily disagree with anything that you said uh, and i think again sports talk station so mind you who who's on the microphone here but sports is a great release from exactly. life, right? It's a great exactly. distraction from life. Of exactly. you know, if you have that pent up frustration, football's perfect, right? I mean, that's absolutely perfect. If you right. got stuff going on one way or the other, and playing in a sport uh, is a, a great way for a distraction, and it keeps you out of trouble. And you're playing team sports, you're growing bonds, you're growing friends for life. Like there's yeah. so many benefits uh, to sports. Thanks for the call. I, I mean, I 
I totally agree. You know what we, I, I'm going to try and do? I And I maybe he's listening. I don't know. But uh, Skip Robinson, who was with the Bucks for a long time, uh, is, I believe, at last check, uh, was over there helping to run Boys and Girls Club. Maybe I'll see if I can get Skip Robinson on uh, tomorrow and kind of delve into this a little bit further. Kind of get his thoughts on uh, what we've talked about today here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Everybody that uh, called in, everybody that tweeted in, I know I didn't get to read your tweets. Uh, thanks so much for participating. I figured it would be a a good way to kind of go about having this conversation. I'm not sure if any other show will have the conversation. So I wanted to make sure we at least uh, talked about it because I think it's worth talking about probably more than we do on a day-to-day basis uh, on this radio station, at least. All right, coming up next, Rami Makloff uh, will tell us what's coming up on his show, The Rami Show, at 3 o'clock. Don't go anywhere. Sparty's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Get your playoff tickets. So get ready to take on the Chicago Wolves. Game one and game two, Saturday and Sunday down in Chicago. Game three, Wednesday, the 25th. So that's next Wednesday, the 25th. Uh, at Panther Arena. Game four would be Friday the 27th, if necessary, at Panther Arena. Get your tickets for game three now at MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Again, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Get those tickets. Rami Makhlouf is here. Hi the there. Rami Show. Yes. Uh, comes up here at uh, 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. What do you have coming up today? Coming up on the show today, Sparky uh, told Sammy, clear the show. Clear the show. I want to talk to Bucks fans all day. So we're going to do that. Out of the gates, I just want to know what what happened. What happened? Why are we talking about the end of the Buck season today? What happened? So we'll talk about that in the 3 o'clock hour and the 4 o'clock hour. What grinds your gears the most about that loss yesterday and the series loss as a whole? And uh, Kane Pittman will be here at 5.30 from the Locked On Bucks podcast. Oh, and of course, good draft, way to wrap up the show. Draft Mockery at 4.45, of course. Brought to you by Night's Gourmet Popcorn. Oh, yeah. What grinds your gears the most, Sparky, about that Bucks loss? Um, I think just in general, the fact that you could hit threes the whole series outside of one damn game. Yeah, I mean that—that's pretty much what it is. I had and some we talked about jaw earlier. Dropping stats about the three-point shooting, man. Yeah, it's horrible. It's... I saw them on Twitter. I've been re- I was retweeting. Oh and stuff. my god! I, I just now I told Gary this. Like, I'm not asking for Bud to be fired or nothing like that. But you, if I'm John Horse, like there has to be a come to Jesus meeting here at some point. Like, listen up. Like, I'm fine. You want to play your defense and give up threes, and it worked, and we won a championship, and that's all fine and dandy. But we have to have a plan B if somebody gets going. Like, we can't just say, okay, we're just going to stand here and read a book while you decide when you want to shoot your next three. Like, there has to be a plan B. And I use the Packers as an example. I said, so like LaFleur's coaching staff now, like Passaccia and those guys, are talking to Goody come draft time about, these are kind of what we're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. For my special teams unit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he referenced Passaccia in the press conferences talking about this is what guy's kind of a rich. Right, the and, profile. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So if it's me, it's like, look, I don't know how you're going to figure this out, but the guy that was here before you, Jason Kidd, who didn't want to shoot threes, is shooting a ton of threes. The guy that was before you, Jason Kidd, is defending the three a hell of a lot better than you. You need to figure out how to defend the damn three. And that means we got to change our roster a little bit to get players that can do that, that can switch and get out to the shooters better and so forth. I'm in. Mm-hmm. No problem. Mm-hmm. Tell me player profile-wise what you need. I'll go get you who you need for next year. That's all I'm asking. That's it. I'm not trying to fire him. I'm not trying to do anything crazy. I just want to play and be for when this happens again. I don't want to be in a situation where they're in the postseason next year, some team gets hot from outside, and the exact same damn thing happens again. Yep. 
That's all. That's all I'm looking for. You and I are eye to eye and again, in lockstep. I don't. I can't guarantee you they win the series if Middleton's healthy, but Middleton has owned Boston in his career. One. Two, it provides you another guy that's long, Rami, that can take Tatum or Brown. Wes Matthews can have one. He can have the other. If they switch, fine. I'm comfortable with either one on either one of them. So defensively, it helps you. On the offensive end, it gives you another guy that can create, another guy that can space the floor and actually hit a damn shot once in a while. Now, I know Middleton's gone cold before in games. I get it. Seven games, he ain't. Come on. He's going to have a couple games where he's mm-hmm. going to go. They didn't have that. Grayson Allen was horrible. And everybody that wants to blame Grayson Allen... I'm fine with it. Just remember, he's not an all-star. He's a role player. Yeah, exactly. Okay? So, yes, he got hot in that series. To be cold in this series happens all the time to role players around the league. All the time. Yep. Like, that's part of it. But there's decisions to be made. Brooke Lopez is going the last year of his deal. So, is Brooke Lopez a buck this year? Or does he get moved to try and redo this roster to be the way they want it That's to actually, it you're getting into stuff I want to get into tomorrow, because if you haven't read it, you should check out John Hollinger's piece in The Athletic about this very thing and how the Bucks and, and the Suns have, they, they were sort of leading a, a revolution or a change in the way the game was played, and now it has, it's sort of, and I know it's one year, but it's sort of passed them up. And and there's like an, there's another evolution in terms of how this how the league Correct. is playing and how rosters are constructed. And he talks about the possibility of trading Brook Lopez this year with a with an expiring contract and a guy who's still productive. That's that's a piece that I would can, be attractive to a lot of teams. I can but guarantee you, DeAndre Aiden is not going back to Phoenix. Yeah. After what happened yesterday. Yeah. He's gone now. He'll be a restricted free agent, so he's going to go somewhere and be, maybe he'll be a sign and trade or whatever. But. I can't see him back in Phoenix. All right, Rami Makhlouf is up next. It'll be a very, very good show as always. I hate Grant Williams, dude. Uh, I'm rooting for I Boston. I just looked up at my TV and he's up there. I really don't like that guy. Rooting for Boston. Ugh. I hate Marcus Smart, but I'm rooting for Boston. Why? Because I hate Miami more than any team in the NBA. <laughs> I don't give a damn who's facing him. If Miami beats Boston, then I'll root for whoever's in the uh, West in the finals. I can't. Grant Williams' face. I just I don't like him. I don't like Grant Williams. I don't like Marcus Smart. Dude, half that guy's uh, game is no. falling on the ground yeah. and looking shocked or, in, or injured. Yes, they flop very well. Oh. Marcus Smart, too. Oh. And sometimes he gets away with it, and sometimes and he, he doesn't. he has that game yesterday. Yeah. Oh, my God. Let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's help each other out the next three hours on The Rami Show. Let's, talk, let's vent. Let's get this out. Let's talk it over. 414-799-1250, because I'm hurting today. He's next. Have a good show. Toodles! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.